what if for you and those who are joining our ranks as certified PAs, you skipped the crash and burnout part of that story. And instead of racing to the bottom in this career, you focus on the fact that this career is a marathon, not a sprint. Welcome to the PA is in the show created by PAs for PAs where codependency with your supervising physician is a thing of the past. Optimal team practice is the future and physician associate has taken the place of physician assistant as the professional title of choice. I'm Tracy Bingaman and I'm obsessed with redefining what success as a PA looks like and what it feels like. Here you'll find the mindset shifts, systems, and processes I use to escape healthcare burnout and integrate my work into my life. Work-life balance is a myth, and an integrated life where you thrive professionally, not a balancing act, is the goal here. My mission is to help you to grow into a unicorn PA who loves their job, has abundant energy, time to spare, and work-optional financial freedom. The PA is in. One of my very favorite things about being a podcaster is crossing paths with other incredible podcasters. If you love this show, especially when I share about my experience with healthcare burnout and recovery, you're going to want to check out the podcast, Burnout, What I've Learned So Far, hosted by my friend, Meg Letty. Meg is a former CT surgery PA turned advocate for healthcare provider wellness. Turn in to hear how she recovered from burnout and integrated well-being into her life to create a life of dreams, not nightmares. Add burnout, what I have learned so far with Meg Letty to your podcast queue to start your journey to wellness and healing today. Oh, and welcome back to another episode of The PA Is In. Today's episode is an open letter of my top tips for new graduate PAs. So dear new graduate PA, congratulations, you did it. Welcome to the ranks of the greatest profession on earth. Now, I may be a little bit biased when I say that being a PA is truly the most awesome career, but that's neither here nor there. What we are celebrating today is the fact that you did it. You made it. You made it through the testing. You took the pants and now you are officially a PAC. Welcome, welcome, welcome. From the practicing PA community, from me to you, we are so incredibly proud of you. Today's episode is dedicated to all the new graduates that are joining our ranks. If that's you, I'm cheering you on loudly from here. If that isn't you, well, there's some really great life advice coming at you in this episode anyway. And would you do me a favor either way? Would you be so kind as to forward this episode to a friend? Send it to another new graduate. Send it to a classmate of yours. Spread the word and the positivity and the advice. It bears noting that before I launch into telling you all the things I wish someone had shared with advice with me as a newly minted PA, that some things have to be lived in order to be learned. There's something to be said for your unique lived experience. It's all yours and it will inevitably be different than mine has been. That being said, there's also such great value in learning from someone who has been there and done that. So without further ado, here are my top 10 tips for new graduate PAs. Number one, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Your career as a PA is a marathon. It is not a sprint. And in order for it to be sustainable, you have to pace yourself. We have lately come to propagate this narrative that when we first graduate, we would work ourselves to 
the bone, become burned out and jaded, then work backwards and find a way to practice medicine in a sustainable way. Things that lead to this burnout are the lack of boundaries, being at the bottom of the pecking order, or feeling like you need to prove yourself to your team and your colleagues and your collaborating physicians. What if, for you and those who are joining our ranks as certified PAs, you skipped the crash and burnout part of that story, and instead of racing to the bottom in this career, you focus on the fact that this career is a marathon, not a sprint. Now, what do I mean when I say your career as a PA is a marathon? I mean that your career needs you to be sustainable and practicing for years and years, maybe even decades, really. In order for that to happen, you need to pace yourself. You didn't work so hard to become a PA in your career to have it be a flash in the pan. You want to be able to have a lasting impact on patients' lives and to do that for years to come. Alongside pacing yourself in your career, you need to be strategic. It's important to be intentional about making strategic career moves. Take time to see how work would fit into your life, not how you can squeeze your life into the cracks of time in between shifts. Be prudent about choosing your specialty and clinical practice setting. Think about what you want your life to look like and feel like in the coming years. In short, look further into the distance in your career. Take a wider view of your career as a whole. Consider your career like a chess game. Think two moves in advance and be strategic about those moves. Top tip number two, all specialties matter. No specialty are significant or more important than others. We are not in competition to see which specialty is the best or most badass. The question is, instead of figuring out what specialty is the most cool or the most badass or the most acute, instead of doing that, Focus on determining what specialty will fit you the best. It's not about your classmates or friends and what they want to do specialty-wise. Listen, when it comes to the patient sitting in your exam room, being examined on your table, seeking your help with their symptoms, you are the provider that they need. There are no bonus points for choosing a specialty that is higher acuity or more sexy and well-regarded by others in the medical community. Follow your heart and do what's interesting to you. Consider, beyond the content of the medicine you'll be practicing, how the schedule of the job you're looking at and how that lifestyle sounds this year for you. Number three, get to know the culture. Before taking a job, work as hard as you can to determine what the culture is like at the place that you'd like to work. Ask many questions about how the providers treat each other, how they deal with sick time and sudden call-outs, and what it feels like to actually work there. Inquire about how they are treated by their administration and the leadership, by other APPs, and by their collaborating physicians. Understand how the schedule is handled, how calling in sick is received, and what the current team members wished they had known before they joined that team. Go in, if at all possible, for a working interview for several day or several hours long of shadowing experience at any of your potential employers. How does it feel when you're there? Does it feel like you fit? How do you think you feel when you leave work for the day? How do the providers speak about each other? How do they talk about patients and their families? After working for over a decade, I have realized that culture matters more than specialty when it comes to where you work in medicine. 
Yes. I know what a big deal we make about specialty. It's the question that we ask students, the one that we asked each other, and the thing that we focus on. We say, do you know what area of medicine you're interested in practicing? I personally have asked so many students this when they have come across me on rotation. I think it matters more how you feel about where you work, the care you take of patients, and how the providers treat their patients and each other than the specifics of the specialty of medicine that you practice. Instead, I'd love it if we start asking students and also ourselves, how do you want to feel about the medicine that you practice? Be diligent about learning the culture before you accept a job. Culture is so incredibly important. Number four, embrace lifelong learning. Yes, I do mean other than your required CME. The great thing about being a beginner, about being a newly certified, freshly graduated, newly minted PA, the beautiful thing about starting in a new specialty and being at the beginning of your career is that you get to soak in that newness around you. The healthcare system is ever evolving, so make sure that you have time for learning new things and leaning into your professional development built into your life and schedule. There is certainly a steep learning curve at the beginning of your career and time in your specialty. Find a way to review general journals and specialty-specific research. Be up on technological advancements and best practices inside your group or department. Make conferences, journal review, and keeping up with your CME part of the rhythm of your life. You will come to know what your patients need the most, and then you can lean into learning those specific things. Think about how you can meet those needs with your ongoing education. Yes, you need 100 hours of CME every two years, 50 of which need to be category one at the time of this recording in order to log that for the NCCPA to maintain your board certification. So those hours are very important, but making learning a part of the rhythm of your life matters just as much. Be willing to admit when you don't know something. Be willing to look it up and expand your knowledge so that next time you will know that thing. Your future patients will thank you for making learning, advancing your skills and abilities a part of your life. If you only take one sheet of paper to your next negotiation, let it be the PA Pay One Sheet. It's a tool designed to walk you through setting up the ideal outcomes, assessing the situation you are negotiating in, and it even includes a reminder of which negotiation skills you can use. Stop what you are doing. Download the One Sheet. Print it out, fill it out, and literally bring it to the table with you when you are negotiating next. It's designed specifically to work in healthcare settings wherever you are. You can use the PA One Sheet to get the best deal, the biggest raise, and to help your confidence walking into your next negotiation. Head to www.tracybingaman.com one, that's O-N-E, to download your free copy of the PA Pay One Sheet and start prepping for your next negotiation today. It's linked in the show notes, but in case you missed it, it's at www.tracybingaman.com O-N-E. Number five, hone your communication skills. Everything is communication. Being able to communicate is vital for everything from advocating for your patients to creating change within your department. It's crucial to be able to effectively communicate in both verbal and written ways. 
This communication category includes things like active listening, expressing empathy, and the ability to break down complex diagnosis in a way that patients will understand. When it comes to charting, I want you to focus on starting out strong with habits that enforce clear notes that encompass the true nature of the visit and the completeness of your physical exam, the one that you actually performed. I tell all of my students that each day when I leave the hospital or office, I aim to have it that if I were hit by a bus walking out of the office, the person who assumed care of my patients after my death would know exactly what I was thinking, that they'd have an understanding of the plan, the pending tests, a general understanding of my differential diagnosis, and that they'd also know what we had ruled out or ruled in so far as a part of our workup. For inpatient notes, this would include disposition and the timing of discharge planning. A little note on charting and templates. When I was a student, we used to say, if it's not documented, it's not done. But with electronic medical records and the advent of templates to increase the speed of charting, sometimes the question now is, it's charted, is it done? So when you use a template, make sure that you are editing it to the specifics of your history and physical exam. Don't ever document something that you didn't do. Even if it's a part of your template, you have to remove it every time or make it a manual ad. I said it before and I will say it again. Everything is communication. Knowing how to communicate effectively to patients and staff, to your peers, your supervisor, and your collaborating physician are crucial to success as a clinically practicing PA. If this is a weak spot for you, focus on how to improve your communication. Seek feedback on things like your verbal communication, your charting, the emails that you're spending, or speaking at meetings. This is such an important piece of succeeding is being able to communicate with those around you. Number six, prioritize self-care. After PA school, I can remember feeling this utter relief that I had no more end of rotation exams, no more studying for the pants, and feeling like I would have all the time to do so many new things with this newfound freedom. Turns out that practicing medicine clinically, commuting, feeding myself, making sure that I was taking care of myself took a lot more time than I anticipated. Self-care strategies are essential at preventing burnout, or if you're already feeling burned out after graduation and the amount of stress that comes along with taking the pants, self-care is crucial in recovering from that burnout as well. Find out what you need in order to thrive. That sometimes takes some figuring out and tuning into your body on a regular basis. Whether it's regular exercise, making sure you're drinking water throughout the day, or making sure you're getting enough high quality sleep, you need to identify what you specifically need in order to feel great. The more you know about your personality, the more you can gauge what you need in order to be the most whole and well-cared-for human who can take great care of other humans. Check out the PA personality quiz linked in the show notes to learn what your personality predispositions are as a provider so you can make sure you're taking care of yourself and taking great care of your patients. I mentioned earlier that this career is a marathon. It's not a sprint. In order to live and work in a way that's sustainable, you'll need to find ways to take care of yourself while in the midst of taking care of everyone else. I did do an episode, episode 191, on seven ways to complete the stress cycle. Exercise ranks high on that list. Find a way to move and fuel your body so that you can keep on healing others and be at your best. 
Start today to take care of yourself. Remember to put on your own oxygen mask first and fill your own cup and be diligent about the care of yourself as you are about the care you're providing others. Number seven, networking matters. I want you to be intentional and focused on cultivating a network of strong relationships. This network extends beyond the PAs in your office, hospital system, or town. Be on the lookout to pour into connections with other physicians, NPs, and other interdepartmental professionals that you work with regularly. I tell my PA students that it costs absolutely nothing to be kind. Being kind and cultivating positive relationships with those around you is so important. When someone calls with a question, be gracious. When they consult you in the afternoon and you're bummed that the consult was ordered, be kind. When they come to you for a favor, be generous. These things will serve you well in your career and they will also enhance your professional growth and improve your patient care. My kiddos, love to say that teamwork makes the dream work. And this is true inside the team that is clearly yours and also in working with those who are working alongside you and on other teams as well. Patients win when we have strong networks and positive relationships with those around you. It's a big benefit to your career, but it's not entirely self-serving. When you cultivate those strong relationships inside of medicine, whether in your specialty or with others, everyone wins. Number eight, seek mentor relationships. This podcast is a really great resource, if I may say so myself, but it cannot replace a true mentor who is a part of your life and can give you real-time feedback as you navigate this career in medicine. Those who have been around the block, who are more experienced in your specialty or in medicine at large, have the ability to share their wisdom with you. They can offer insights and share their experiences to help you along the way. You can stand on the shoulders of the mentors that you cultivate relationships with. Be on the lookout for mentors within your workplace, at your state organization, through the AAPA mentorship program, or through in-person networking opportunities. These relationships can be rich. They can help you to find the meaning in life and medicine, and you can leverage your mentor's experience to help you have a long and wonderful career as a PA. Number nine. Focus on your patients. It can be pretty easy to get swept up in the ancillary activities of practicing medicine. Things like reviewing labs and charting and keeping up on your in-basket. There are tons of administrative tasks that are involved in taking care of patients. These tasks can distract you from the reason that you are here in the first place, your patient. You are that patient's most capable and most passionate advocate. Make sure that you are intentional about focusing on patients. Be diligent about continuing to be empathetic, compassionate, and caring. As the newest members of the medical team, you are likely the person who has the most cultural sensitivity. The longer we work in medicine, I have found, the more jaded we can become. Work to use your evidence-based medicine to make medical decisions that are in the best interest of your patients. Include your patients in that decision-making process when at all possible. Just as you're going to relish that autonomy that you now get to appreciate as a provider, helping patients to maintain that autonomy is so important as well. Be an active listener who cares about your patients. Even on busy days and in stressful times, be diligent about focusing on your patients. Remember that they are the people who deserve to be treated with respect and kindness as a part of your encounter. 
Number 10, be agile and adaptable. It's not going to look like you think it is. It's not going to feel like you think it's going to feel. The path through your career as a PA isn't going to be linear. Circumstances are going to change. There are going to be unexpected twists and turns along the way. Be agile. Tune in to what you enjoy. Have a finger on the pulse of what's going well for you at work and what is not. Be prepared to pivot early and often. Look for opportunities for growth within your department and specialty and also outside of it. PAs are doing absolutely incredible things in leadership, in industry, in research, in clinical medicine. But if clinical medicine doesn't feel like it's working for you, keep those opportunities in the back of your mind. If you're looking for some inspiration about some of the awesome things the unicorn PAs are doing out there in the world, scroll on back and find any episode that says unicorn. And it's an interview with a PA who's doing amazing, incredible things. Welcome, my friend, to this profession. We are so happy to have you. I'm sure that you will do great things. I do want to mention before I sign off that I have been speaking to PA programs virtually and in person around the country and even some international programs. If you are a part of a PA program and would like me to help you satisfy your burnout requirement or any other accreditation topics that have to do with negotiation or navigating job interviews or just transitioning from student life to PA life, I would be so happy to help you with this. Send us an email at themoneypa at gmail.com and we can get connected and see about me speaking at your program. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The PA Is In. Remember to follow your heart, stay true to your morals, and take care of yourself along the way. That's all for today. This PA is out. Congratulations, you've just joined an awesome club. By listening to a full episode of The PA Is In, you are officially on the Unicorn PA team. Welcome aboard. What most team members do is they subscribe to the podcast because that allows them to automatically get the latest episode of the show. The life of your dreams exists on the other side of taking action. Keep making small shifts and keep getting better. Your life will improve, your career will soar, and you will have the confidence you need to create your own success. I will see you in the next episode. This PA is out.